Okay, there's absolutely nothing wrong with old stuff. Okay, you'll know what I'm talking about in a minute. Hey, let's talk about it. Hi there. Thank you for listening again and visiting me. Um, I really am going to talk about old school stuff and in the context of personality and temperament um, research. Um, But first, I want to just let you know, hey, I'm Terry and I am a consultant in the Midwest. And for years, I've done face-to-face True Colors and Myers-Briggs workshops. And when the world changed, in terms of pandemics and all that, um, I needed to make a change too. And so this blog, um, my blog rather, and this podcast are actually a reflection of that. So um, I'm going to get this information out there. <laughs> and this is going to be the way I'm doing it right now. So thanks for listening. I would love for you to visit me on terrycbrooks.com, which is where I talk about the temperaments in the context of the workplace, as well as other best practice, best practices for workplace performance. Okay. I'm also on thinkblinklearn.com where I talk about temperaments, but honey, I talk about life and how temperaments show up in real life and what they look like as you play out your life. I'm talking pop culture. I even talk about it in terms of music. I mean, I'm talking about relationships and all kind of stuff. So um, go there and definitely subscribe over there because I do online training and I got one that I'm going to do soon with married couples and the true colors and how your personality plays out with your marriage. And it will be an online module. So go over there and subscribe so you'll know when I do um, things like that. Okay. So check me out. Make sure at the end of this, you click um, five stars, give me a rating um, and definitely a review. I would so love that. All right. So old school is what's, what's, what is, what's up right now. Okay. (laughs) That's what's up. Um, I found actually some old materials that I had from years ago and it referenced the temperament research that I love so much. However, it used the old um, four humors um, terms, and I'm going to go through each one of them um, as we as we go on. But first, I wanted to give you a little context. Um, most of the time, I'm talking true colors, right? And true colors, just to give you a rundown of what they are, and then you can kind of link the old school terms with some newer school stuff. Now, in full disclosure, some people think true colors is old school. And because DISC has come along and some other things. And here's the thing. I I am certified in DISC. I looked at my DISC materials, um, facilitator materials a little bit ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are you for real? Um, did, is this what this is about? Um, and I have a lot of them because somebody who was a, who got also got certified in DISC gave me some stuff. And so I was like, man, I didn't understand it then. And I barely understand it now. It's just not my the way my brain works. And then Myers-Briggs, I love, love, love. But again, I don't think it translates as easily into real life as true colors. So here's, let me give you a rundown for true colors. And then I'm gonna jump into the old school. All right, first, gold. That represents the order. You've heard the term good as gold, right? 
And so gold represents the structured, ordered temperament. Then you have blue, which is all about authenticity and um, relational and interpersonal connection, right? And it connecting with, I'll say connection, period. Um, then you have the green temperament, which is your logical temperament, which is all about rationality, systems, logic, concepts. Finally, you've got the orange. They're all about freedom and action and moving the world around at their will. Tend to be very skillful and very energetic. Now, those are the, the terms that you've seen on my blog. And if you've seen any of my blogs, you've talked to me, you've done my trainings, that's what you're going to see. Okay, now we're going to dive and I'm laughing because some of these terms are going to crack you up. We're going to dive into the old school back in the day version of this research. All right. And um, this these terms have been around for hundreds of years. So I'm making jokes about them. But hey, honey, these terms, they're, they're not they're not. They're not cheap. <laughs> They've been around for a long time. It's just that most modern day temperament research started here, baby. It started with this, um, these terms. All right, let me go with the first one. Sanguine is the first one. Okay. And sanguine, it really relates to blood. You know, um, if you think about blood, <laughs> that's how the sanguine temperament relates. And blood runs through your veins pretty quickly, right? So, um, yeah, so you got to think about um, the terms in terms in, in term of what they meant, what they meant. And know that this research was linked to health back in the day. I won't go into all that because um, that's where my husband said it gets boring one time. But it, it's really started with health and the different temperaments, the four humors. All right. So the sanguine. They tend to be very um, appealing personalities, talkative storytellers. Hey, think of the life of the party. Probably a sanguine. They move fast. They keep things moving. They um, enjoy interacting with people, even though there are no boxes. You've heard me say in this research, honey, there are no boxes to put people in. These are terms that I say, if it fits, use it. If it doesn't, forget it. Because guess what? I am um, commonly, I'm, I'm the sanguine temperament and I am usually very outgoing, okay, and loves being, love being around people. But let me tell you, that's, that's a skill I have cultivated. I am actually an introvert. So, which to be clear again, introversion doesn't mean you can't be around people or that you're scared of people. It just means people fry your cheese. They get on your nerves. They drain you a little bit. <laughs> All right. And that's me. I love being around people sometimes, but for the most part, if I had my druthers, I'm in here reading a book on temperament research or just being by myself, doing something creative or something that I enjoy doing. So um, just know that typically, so no boxes, typically the sanguine temperament, very outgoing, but maybe could be an introvert too. And here's the interesting thing. They tend to be very emotional and demonstrative. They make big gestures and 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 really very um, kinesthetic is a good word for them. I do not have any research that I'm skilled in to talk about learning styles as they relate to personalities, but my gut tells me that um, the sanguine temperament as likely to be very kinesthetic, needs to do things with their hands. They learn best when they touch things and do things and handle things. Okay. So they live in the present. This is the temperament that's going to seize the moment, honey. They are not going to think, plan, wait, or get your opinion. They are very sincere, very genuine, but at the same time, get out of the way. 
because <laughs> they're going to get done what they need to get done um, to make sure that um, whatever task is at hand needs to happen. So it's very, very, very important to know that the sanguine is the one that's going to keep it moving. Okay, so they're not going to be slowed down by anybody's processes or planning or what have you. Um, so, yeah, so that's important to know about that sanguine temperament. Um, how are they at work? This is a workplace podcast. How do they show up at work? Those are the ones that will first raise their hands when there's something to be done. They're like, yeah, I can do that. I got it. And sometimes they don't even know what they got to do. I, what president was it that said, if someone asks you to do something, Go ahead and um, say yes, and then figure out how to do it later. <laughs> that had to be a sanguine, um, because that's the way a sanguine is. It's like, yeah, I'll take care of it. I got it. Never heard of the software. Don't know what they're doing. But guess what? They'll figure it out. It'll look good, and it'll be awesome. That's kind of how they are. They're a dog on a bone with something, okay? So they're going to get something accomplished, something finished, and something done, and it's going to be amazing, even if they had to stay up. 24 hours a day to do it. That is your sanguine at work. Also very creative. Um, these colorful personalities are really good at making something where there was nothing. Okay. I think that that's why um, some research says that this temperament tends to go into marketing, you know, because they know how to number one, charm people mentally and emotionally and cognitively, but they also know how to um, grab attention and keep attention. And I always say that a sanguine can um, create something one-dimensional and it automatically looks three-dimensional because of the way they designed it. Their energy can kind of come through it. Does that sound like you, I'm wondering? Does this sound like you? Another thing I'll say about the sanguine is it's a term that my husband uses. He's not a sanguine, but he always says things are flashy. I mean, he could say a gray sweater is flashy. That's just who he is. And then he married me, who is bright cherry red all the time. Um, I tend to be sanguine, if in case you didn't know. So yeah, so they tend to um, make friends easily at work. They enjoy being around people, right, typically. Um, and they love excitement. And people usually look up to that sanguine because they want to be like them because they're accomplishing so much stuff and they're so free flowing and spontaneous. And so people look up to them. They really do. And I'm not saying it just because it's me, but um, they have other elements where they're weak, where they look up to other temperaments as well. So I think another um, podcast, I'm going to talk about the weaknesses, maybe. How about that? Now, that's the sanguine. Now, let me tell you about the melancholy the term, right? Melancholy. And it doesn't mean that they're depressed. <laughs> Just so you know, um, that is not what we're alluding to. I don't think that that's what the four humors were meant to uh, say. But the melancholy is your thinker, okay? They're your analytical temperament that tends to analyze things and process things and often diagnose and find things that are wrong. So I'll use the word often critiquing and not in a bad way. They just naturally see what's wrong. I heard a speaker say one time that um, she could have done a beautiful room, but the melancholy will walk up and see the little bitty bit of um, wallpaper <laughs> that's not adhe adhered to the wall. So and it's not that they're mean. I think they get a bad rap, this temperament. But this temperament is the deep, thought methodical, analytical temperament. That tends to that really research says tends to be genius prone. Honestly, they're your thinkers, they're your Einsteins. Okay, um, they tend to also be very musical, 
and artistic. Okay, the research says that these philosophical personalities um, have a artsy side to them as well. I think, honestly, if you think about science, science is artsy in itself. It's a creative, um, it's a creative profession. So I think that that's where it kind of comes from. Um, they tend to be very um, idealistic in that they don't think the world is, um, they're not looking at it through rose-colored glasses, but they're seeing what it can be get it? They're seeing what the world can be. If they can only get their hands on the world, <laughs> they're going to create things and they're going to see what the world can be like. Uh, another thing, how they are at work. Honey, don't mess with their schedule. You mess with their schedule. You mess with them. These perfectionists tend to be very organized and very orderly. They need to have things neat and tidy. And they need to pay good attention to money and things need to be done, um, I'll say, with good use of resources. And they're going to find creative ways to get stuff done. That is the melancholy as it is written. They tend to also like graphs, charts, and lists. Why? Because they're conceptual pieces. Okay, so that's a little bit about them. So you've learned about the sanguine and the old school melancholy. Now, let me tell you about the cleric. The cleric, and it's spelled C-H-O-L-E-R-I-C. I have a Midwest accent, so it may come out a different way. <laughs> but they tend to be, um, the cleric tends to be the born leader. They're very dynamic. They're very active. They're very um, compulsive in the need to make change. Okay. They must correct the wrongs of the world. It's important to them. They're not usually very emotional, but they do have emotions. Don't get me wrong. And they're not easily relented. They're not discouraged. So this is the temperament that can step in and run absolutely anything. Just call them Sarge. Okay. Because they are going to take care of things and make sure things are as they should be. All right. Um, very motivational people, um, but their motivation motivating you in a different way to um, act right, <laughs> to be your best self. OK. Um, and they always have a strong sense of the right and the wrong. And they always and right in terms of behavior and everything. There's a right way to behave. There's a wrong way to behave. That cleric, they know it. They probably have defined it and they're going to hold you to it. Now, how do they show up at your office? Goals, goals, goals very, very goal oriented. Okay. So they're always reaching, striving for something. It may be just the list that they've created, right? But they're working toward it. So don't get in the way of their, pro their progress. <laughs> it wouldn't be, it won't be pretty because remember, they're the ones that naturally organize. I always say in a meeting, when you have a meeting that maybe you didn't even have planned to have, the choleric is going to step up and be the note taker. They're going to step up and automatically, even if they don't say they're doing it, and even if no one said that they should do it, they're the ones taking the notes, writing things down. And here's the funny thing, and I've seen this play out. This natural born leader can be in a group in a planning meeting and somebody else is commissioned with taking the notes, but they take the notes anyway. <laughs> and then the next meeting, refer to those notes and call out all the mistakes that the other person made sometimes, not in a mean way, but they just want things to be good and they want things to go be professional and they want things to go well. And they do not care about your opposition. They are the people that usually, honestly, traditionally work their way up that ladder because they are the traditional, quote unquote, leaders. And the traditional leadership model has been around for all a million years. This is the cleric. They really fall into that, that sergeant, <laughs> protector, expediter role. 
Now, so you think I've given you enough funny names? Here's the last one. Phlegmatic. <laughs> phlegmatic. And the phlegmatic is the people watcher. They are um, very low-key personalities, tend to be very um, easygoing and relaxed, often very calm, cool, collected, very patient, okay, is this temperament. They tend to be very patient with processes and other people. Again, no boxes. Don't put yourself or anybody in a box. These are just commonalities or preferences for most, but it doesn't apply to everybody. Here's another interesting, interesting thing about this temperament. They tend to be very sympathetic and kind by nature. You know what? I've had to read so many books. I wish you'd come to my office. You would see so many books on EQ, emotional quotient, um, and the different intelligences and all of this, but mainly the EQ piece. And this temperament, it comes very natural. It's very organic for them to care. They're the kid that when they catch the butterfly, they will just hold it ever so gently. I was the kid that would grab it with one whole hand and wonder why I didn't make it. It's like, what happened? Something's wrong. I got a broke butterfly. I mean, you know, they are very compassionate and caring um, just by nature. They're very easily reconciled to the ups and downs of life. They kind of go with the flow if you will. Now, how are they at work? They love to be competent and they love to um, do their job. They don't like office politics. They don't play those games. They like who they like, but they also tend to be very peaceful and agreeable people. Now, don't cross them because they're human, right? But this temperament, if there's conflict, they want to, they will check out of it. If everybody starts fussing at a meeting, they, it's not that they're intimidated by it. They're just like, I do not have time for this. So they will kind of check out of it and let you guys scrap it out. And they're like, come back to me when you want to really think about this problem and meditate on it <laughs> and come up with a solution. You know, they're going to find an easy way. And they're often very considerate. This is the person in your team who will often try to find a way for everybody to win. One of my favorite songs is um, by Seda Kay. You got to Google her um, or search her out. And the title of the song, I think it, I can't, I hope I don't say it right, but it's like, I want us all to win. And that's a very, very phlegmatic um, con um, concept. They want everybody to win. And it's a kindness. They tend to be really easy to get along with and really enjoy being around people. Very popular, very likely, <laughs> and um, really cares about what's going on in the lives of people. I always say, this temperament, when you ask how they are in the coffee room, they stick around to hear what you say. Uh, my temperament's moving fast usually. So I'm hearing you, but I'm hearing you and I'm multitasking too. Um, so it's something I work on. Don't judge me. But those are the, the temperaments that are the four humors, which I just think are so cute because they, um, they're useless to me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I'm never going to remember phlegmatic and cleric, and I'm just never going to remember those bodily humor things. They just don't relate to me the way that the colors do. Um, so I'm, I'm team true colors. What about you? Do you like the phlegmatic? Um, do you like the true colors? Do you like the Myers-Briggs? What is your uh, modern uh, take on temperament research? 
you know, and hey, remember, no boxes. You know, these are tools. You got to know how to use a tool to make best use of the tool. So here's the way I look at that. If you have a hammer and you don't know what to do with it, you might try to cut brownies with it and think, oh, it's crap. It doesn't work. This is the hammers are horrible. No, hammers aren't horrible. You just used it wrong. Same with temperament research. It's not horrible. It's just that people have tried to use it wrong and they've tried to make it something that manipulates people and boxes them in. And I am not for that. Hey, visit me at terrycbrooks.com or go to thinkblinklearn.com and definitely um, subscribe to this podcast and see what I'm going to do next. And um, I want you to, I do want to beg you again, give me a review, please. Please give me a five star. Is it five or four? I just need a good review. Okay, give me a good review. Thank you so much for listening and um, comment on my blog post. Let me know what you're thinking. Even if you think it's crap, I welcome that. Um, I might learn something from you. So, hey, do some time with me. Thank you again for listening. Take care of you. Bye-bye.